It's news to us. Hey, uh, wear your damn masks, everyone. Wear your masks. I'm tired of seeing these Facebook posts about masks. It's it's getting ridiculous. Wear the fucking masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, fuck you. Oh wow, you're coming in hot. You know we. Have I a, have a we breathing have a, problem. I no. can't wear one. We have a prestigious guest this week, and Jason's just dropping F-bombs left and right at the beginning of the show. <laughs> what do you think this is? It's news to us? Yeah, it's truth-telling. <laughs> truth-telling, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, so you work in uh, in retail, Jason, and you're saying that people are showing up not wearing masks. Yep, and I tell them to go away. <laughs> Nicely. How often Nicely. does this happen? Uh... Probably, I would say forty percent of the people I deal with. Are you are kidding me? Up. I am not kidding you. Like, what is? Which freaks me out for Colorado. I felt like we were doing better than that. I think we are in some spots. Uh, I think that it's a bit of a different situation in uh, this part of town, but maybe where you are, there's uh, more conservatives or something. I don't know because this has become politicized. It really should not be. I mean, it's just science. You wear the face mask, and it can help stop the spread of the, the virus, and you can get back to going to uh, the Cracker Barrel. You know what uh, hell is frozen over when Mitch McConnell comes out and says to wear a mask? Uh, the turtle. The turtle is spoken. Turtle, turtle in a mask. Uh, we're going to talk to Jen Perlman. She's uh, running for Congress, Florida, and she's a mom. She's a lawyer. A Democratic candidate. It's uh, in our ongoing election 2020 coverage. And uh, then, oh, oh yeah, then our, our lead story, DJT. And uh, this uh, story about how he knew, it's being reported that he knew that uh, Russia placed a bounty on the death of American uh, soldiers. And, and coalition forces. Yeah. And he didn't do yeah. anything about it. In fact, he was uh, being all buddy-buddy with Putin, uh, inviting Putin back into the G8, um, or, or wanting that to happen. Uh, it's just disgusting what's going on. So uh, it's going to be an enlightening uh, show. Feel-good <laughs> time. It's going to be a feel-good night. <laughs> it's warm and, usual. <laughs> warm and fuzzies. <laughs> It's news to us with Eddie and Jason. And Katie. And Katie. <laughs> we have to get that updated. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not. It's fair. not. It's because I'm a woman. <laughs> are we sexist, Eddie? You guys are being sexist. I know. It's documented. There's a paper trail of it. <laughs> Not good. That's this is not, it. When you sue us, you're going to have... You just keep playing the intro I of the show over and over now. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on to, continue on this mask thing real quick. On the internet, there's a lot of videos being posted of uh, Karens in public. And Kens. And Karens and Kens, yeah, complaining about uh, wearing a face mask. And uh, here's a couple of those. <laughs> Can I speak to the manager? It's news to us. Karen of the week. Yeah. So here is our, this is now this one is a little bit more visual, but I'll, I'll try to explain what's going on. Actually, this one's not visual. There's two. This is just a lady screaming uh, in a grocery store about 
uh, her health issue and wearing a mask. Okay, so she doesn't seem to have a breathing problem when she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Right. Um, she might have a breathing problem. I don't know. But after I mean, all that screaming, why are why are people getting so worked up over the mask issue? It's it's really a minor inconvenience. I actually don't even mind it at all. Uh, if you get a mask that looks cool, you sort of look like a, a ninja. I mean, I mind it when I walk all the way to the store and realize I don't have it, and then I have to turn around and walk back. Then it kind of chaps my ass, but... Yeah, yeah, if you forget it. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I mean... <laughs> I mean, folk, folks have come out this last week, and but nurses in that, and they've done actual tests and uh, to check their oxygen saturation, <laughs> and they, they've proven that wearing a mask does not affect your oxygen. Your oxygen. I know what kind of an argument is that surgeons have been wearing these masks for decades and they're some of the smartest, brightest people we have in society. And, you know, like, oh, if I don't get oxygen in my brain, I'm going to become even more of an idiot. You know, I don't what is what is what is it? Just wear a mask. Wear the mask. (laughs) Idiots. They're all idiots. And I don't know why it's become politicized too. like you're not tough. Uh, if you if you put on a mask and uh, only your Democrats wear masks, the and the, the, the biggest thing with that is it's it's not protecting you; it's protecting you against everyone else. Yeah, so you just look so like a complete. If idiot. I see you not wearing a mask, it's like a big fuck you to me, and then I'm like fuck you, and then I get, <laughs> and then I get, yeah. then I get mad. I feel the same way. I feel like you just don't care about other people, and so fuck you too. And yeah. the the hypocrisy in all this too, coming from uh, the uh, the right, is like they go into these stores and they're like, "It's my civil liberties. I don't have to wear a mask." Meanwhile, these are the same people that were saying businesses should have the right to serve customers however they want. If they don't want to make a cake for gay people, they don't have to because they're a business. They're in control of their business. But these businesses are requiring a mask and they freak out. You fucking yeah. hypocrites. There's a lot of f bombs going on, but we're uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're very mad. we're angry we're, about this. We're real, real angry today. I apo- <laughs> we're really coming in hot here. <laughs> I apologize to our guests coming up, Jim Perlman. She's probably she's probably going to cancel the. Other- she's mad, just as mad as we are. Come on, we don't normally curse like this. No, we do. <laughs> Usually, they're I more spread saw- out throughout the episode. <laughs> I did just see a news update that said that the CDC said coronavirus is over uh, uh, overwhelmed. It's too far spread in the U.S. now. So that means we're all just going to get it out at of this control. Point. It's out of control. Is that what that yeah. means? Is like we're all just going to get it? Just brace yourself because people Pretty won't wear much. a goddamn mask. Yeah. Uh, this is this has been a like hot topic for me this week. My family is kind of these people part of my family and it's really just it's really put a big wrench in our family the mask wearing yeah not just like the mask wearing but like the coronavirus thing in general and it's really divided our family this this week that to me is just uh just so unnecessary and stupid because people are arguing over facts and or 
they're arguing over the fact that it's a virus and that there are certain things you do to prevent the spread of a virus. That's just science. You can't really argue with that. Like the the argument well, just like becomes very that it could stupid. Kill you. Yeah. Or your grandparents. You don't know when you get the the COVID nineteen how it's going to affect you. You don't know if you're going to end up in the ICU. You don't know if uh, you're going to have long term damage done to your your lungs and your body after this. There's just so much we don't know. Um, yeah. And it's deadly to the elderly. It's just um, just wear your masks, everyone. Okay. I guess we can move on here. Dirty and deeds. Sing your own yes. damn zip code. I'm sick of seeing Texas license plates in Colorado. <laughs> she wants to build a wall. <laughs> yeah, I want a wall. <laughs> I'm going to make uh, Dallas pay for it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make <laughs> not Houston because they're too sick right now. We'll make Dallas pay for Although, it. Although I think Dallas is pretty liberal. You have to. What's a uh, conservative <laughs> play? Anyways, Austin. I don't Austin, know. <laughs> Austin's very liberal. Dirty Deets. The Dirty Deets. At this week's most important stories. I don't know. To me, if I were the president and I found out that a uh, country put a bounty on our uh, U.S. troops, I think that would make me pretty upset. Um, you think? <laughs> I would probably immediately uh, levy a bunch of sanctions against this country. I would. You'd probably at a minimum. At a minimum, I would. I would also probably in turn put a bounty on whatever uh, leader put the bounty on our troops. Because yeah. that's what I would do. Uh, I, w- I would agree with that. Like that's like a major like declaration of war against our country. Yeah. So there's this is just crazy report that's come out. So uh, would you want to give us the bare bone or the 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 yeah so. You know, uh, New York Times released a uh, story uh, this past Friday that said U.S. intelligence uh, had assessed that the Russian military spy unit offered bounties to Taliban-linked fighters in Afghanistan to kill coalition troops, which included which includes U.S. troops. And that was, that was at the end of March. Yes, there has been no response from the Trump administration, even though a full menu of options were given to them at that time. Well, there was a response from the Trump administration. Trump was trying to get Russia back into the G8 after he knew this. He was also giving them humanitarian aid, including ventilators to combat and the coronavirus. Also, yeah, no well, condemnation. Also, holding a graduation ceremony for our. Freshly graduated yes. soldiers and yeah, at West Point, uh, DJT yeah, West stood Point. in front of the our our armed men, and our, our women in the armed services uh, forces at West Point. He was saluting them, knowing that he had the he had the knowledge that Russia had bounty on all of their lives, and he didn't uh, give a shit. As if it wasn't bad enough that he called them back to campus in the midst of a pandemic, and then he also couldn't go down a ramp. As well, and he couldn't yeah. drink a glass of water. He also is just Wait, a he's a disaster. Wait, I I just realized what it reminds me of. Do you remember uh, the movie Batman where Danny DeVito played the penguin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, and he like hobbles all yeah. weird. Yeah, it was that. That that is what it was. Yeah. He is the penguin bad guy. He, he is. is the penguin. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, but it's except a little oranger. <laughs> So were these bounties successful? Did they actually uh, follow through with any of these? 
Um, so uh, intelligence office officials have told the Associated Press that they're investigating attacks on U.S. troops. Uh, namely, there's one uh, attack back in April of 2019 where three uh, service members lost their lives that they are looking into closely. Mm. So at this point, uh, DJT's response is he is saying that he was not briefed on this. Right. Uh, he's saying that uh, he had no idea that this was happening, which is a little bit uh, peculiar because. Well, Nate, yes, he, I mean, it, it, his uh, he, he, it's shifting. His story shifting. First, it was yeah. he was never briefed. Then it was it was it wasn't credible. So I, I, I don't know what to I don't know. It's important that he's not denying that this happened, though, or it, he's saying that this bounty uh, was he's not saying that the bounty was not placed. So how does he how does he continue to back Russia publicly uh, with without denying that? Anyways, what are you going to say, Katie? If I recall, there was an article that just came out that said that these were in his uh, in his security briefings earlier this spring. This information was in his security. Oh yeah, he's lying. Earlier. He's absolutely this lying. Spring and he's 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 lying. We also know and that he's most likely lying because uh, NATO, three NATO officials say that they were briefed on this intelligence that uh, Russian operatives were secretly offering cash bounties to Taliban linked uh, militants for U.S. casualties. Um, anyways, yeah, NATO was. Uh, why would NATO be briefed and not the U.S. government? If that's happening, then that's just a major flop because. Why, exactly. why would it, uh, why would other if, countries be briefed about what's going on with our own soldiers first? It doesn't make NATO any sense. knows the U S president knows. Absolutely. There's no two ways about that. My, my understanding was that NATO was just, uh, briefed, uh, within the last week or two. The real, the, 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 the bullshit of the story is that DJT was briefed back in, uh, late March, mm-hmm. three months ago. He's been sitting on this for three months. With no action, like fuck him. Well, P- Putin is his buddy. He's Putin's puppet. We've never seen him once condemn Putin for anything, not one no. thing. So why would and that remember change? Remember the look on his face when he came out of that meeting in Helsinki. When he got the soccer ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just looked completely owned when he came out of that meeting with Putin. Putin looked like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he had a great time with it. Yeah. I mean, um, and nobody knows what happened in there. Well, I'm sure that uh, Putin played his cards and like, here's the uh, PP tape we have of you. Uh, here's all this other information we have uh, around your stint. This is just me speculating. Here's all. Here's if all. Here's all, all the this shit is over a PP tape. Oh, I think it's I'm more than be that. So damn pissed. I think it's the. <laughs> I think it's the PP tape. I think it's Jeffrey Epstein. I think uh, and all that shit that happened there. And I also think that it, a lot of it has to do with money, obviously, and uh, the money laundering that's happening through Deutsche Bank. We think. Yeah, that's another thing I've been wondering about this week is, so what's the Supreme, like, what are we going to do now if the Supreme Court rules against releasing the Deutsche Bank records with all the money laundering? Well, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right? I know, but what do we do if, they, if it goes that way? Like, what does America do? Protest. Vote. 
vote protest vote but i mean the so russia and uh and djt have been uh you know buddy buddy for a very long time uh as you remember russia hacked the dnc and rnc but only released the dnc emails um giving them leverage over the gop uh not only that the, the, all these members of uh, the gop have been visiting moscow in fact last 4th of july like eight of them uh went to go visit moscow uh rand paul has been delivering handwritten letters for trump from putin uh, i mean it's just so I disgusting i hadn't heard that yet that's an npr story that we have linked up in our show prep if you want to check it out yeah uh, if anybody wants to that npr story is rand paul goes to russia and delivers letter for trump google that if you want to read it yeah we can tweet that out later but the but the point is is that there's just a long history of of Trump bending over for Russia, and this is really a boiling point. I feel like when the, our troops are in jeopardy, and he is not doing anything. I mean, he is he's essentially by by not doing anything, he is condoning and allowing Russia to uh, kill our troops. I, I mean, and he doesn't give a shit. That's that's treason. It's again, it is. it's total treason again. And, he, and he's super freaked out about mail in bat and about mail in ballots because Russia can't hack mail in ballots. Yep. Yep. So now if, if you look at the uh, last week, though, uh, this story uh, about the bounties broke in the times on Friday on Thursday, the day before DJT was on Twitter saying how hard he was on Russia. Like, why do you think that all of a sudden he started talking about how? Yeah, he has said hard that he's in a long on. time. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, right before the story broke, he he comes out and says that nobody's Weird. been harder on Russia. I make Putin use a condom when I bend over. I'm very hard on him. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I make him use two. <laughs> I mean, I mean, did the Times reach out for comment? Do you think? And they knew that the story was breaking. I'm sure he knew it was coming. Oh yeah, they they have their ways yeah. of knowing whether they reached out for comment or not. I'm sure he knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. it's just. Um, so yeah. veterans are reacting to this. There's a group of veterans that uh, are opposing DJT, as all veterans should, because this guy has a very very long track record of straight up hating the troops. In fact, we did a whole episode on it. You should go into our back catalog. I think it's called DJT Hates the Troops. Oh, man. I was, original. I was trying to just read a tweet of everything that he's done to our troops since he's been in office. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a thread, and it was just like I couldn't even finish it. Like, I, I know. It. I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. You should save that thread, and we should do another uh, follow-up on that show and really go into it and talk about yeah, how much I'll DJT... Find it again hates the troops, but this uh, group of veterans put out this ad uh, very quick to get this one into production. Here is their uh, camp or their uh, political ad here from uh, Vote Vets. Hand. Oh. He shakes his hand and American dies. They he, pal around. It's, it's, it's video of uh, Trump and Putin. 
Another roadside attack. Putin pays bounties to Taliban enemies to kill American soldiers. And not a word from Donald Trump. Intelligence reports on his desk. He says nothing to his Russian master. Takes no action to protect us. Who is the enemy? Donald Trump is uh, the guy with the voice there. How do you get that voice like that? Who is the enemy? He's deep throat. Um, In that ad, though, they said that Donald Trump has not responded, but he actually has responded by blocking the Twitter account for vote vets. Uh, I think it was blocked before. I thought he wasn't allowed to do that anymore. He's not. He's not allowed to block anybody because it's uh, they they ruled that it's in violation of freedom of speech. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Weird. Um, but what does he care? He has uh, Bill Barr, who's going to enforce the law when his uh, attorney general is when the attorney general of the United States is his personal lawyer. Uh, do you think? Do you think yes. Bill Barr's feeling a little better now that the story broke and like the heat's off him a little bit? Uh, probably. I mean, because we were weren't they about to impeach him, and then all of a sudden, this. I mean, it's all this happened so fast. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, and they all know it too. They know they can get away with anything because the new That's cycle just changes. You just, you just, you, you, you make, you, you do something more fucked up. Like keep it, it coming, and nobody can stop it. A, another way that uh, DJT was trying to distract from this story about the, the bounty on U.S. troops is he tweeted out a video uh, with somebody yelling white power over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> trying to distract. He, oh, he deleted Jesus. that tweet. Yeah, right away. He did? Because when yeah. I went, it was still up and I, I watched the video. Oh yeah, too. I mean, of course, nothing. Everything lives on in Twitterverse, but you know, right? Yeah, he's uh, and, and now, oh my god! And now on his Twitter account, he's actually uh, he's he's releasing photos of people who were at the uh, demonstrations and saying, "Help us identify these people." The president is doing that at the Black Lives we're Matter press- demonstrations. We're pressing charges. Yeah. Uh, so this is his way of distracting. We just can't let this guy distract us. He's his bullshit. Just he just is the master of bullshit. That's the only thing he's good yeah. at is lying, and he's not even good at lying. He just does it so much that it exhausts you. Yeah, like everyone sees right through it, but you're like, what do we? What do you do now? Like, I I think I think I'm at the point. Where like, what do we do? Was I mean, we'll vote him out, but like, fuck how. How can 30% of the voting public support this? I just don't get it. Those people are just a lost cause, in my opinion. If you well, if you still support if, this guy, yeah. If all you watch is Hannity and Thumbhead guy. Thumb. Isn't that Hannity? Isn't he Thumbhead? That's <laughs> Hannity. And it's not Thumb, it's Toe. But yeah, because that looks like He's a big, big toe. toe. No, that's Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's the thumb. Wow. <laughs> um, like, if all you watch is Tucker Carlson and Hannity, then this is like the, all these claims are just like fucking absurd to you. Yeah. And, Literally yeah. absurd. Like, you, we live on another planet to these people. 
It's really it's scary, scary that so many people get their facts and information from two people, Hannity and Tucker Carlson, Carlson, who have both on numerous occasions said that they are not newsmen. They are opinion-based pundits and they talk show like, hosts. They literally have high school diplomas. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't forget about Laura yeah. Ingram. And yeah, and Laura, Laura's, oh, that bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyways, DJT his his level of hatred towards the US, U.S. troops has just gone to a completely disgusting level that I didn't think would. Him uh, turning a blind eye to a bounty on the men and women who are out there risking their lives to protect our freedoms. He doesn't give a shit that uh, there's uh, Russia trying to pay people to kill them. That's just a uh, fact. Well, and then today uh, we had Speaker Nancy Pelosi and uh, Democratic leader Chuck Schumer in the Senate. They both demanded briefings from the DNI, Director of National Intelligence, which is uh, Radcliffe, and uh, the Director of CIA. They want them to debrief the entire Congress about this. They should. I mean, Congress has been so tied up with... Not just just not just committees, the entire body. I want Trump to go under the oath. entire body of the Senate. When can we put they Trump should. under oath? Yeah, right. make his ass out. sit there. Even if he's under oath, it's not like he'd tell the truth. I know, but I want to see him put his hand on that Bible that he waves around and sit there and put it on the record under oath. Not that it's going to um, do anything. Well, didn't they? But have, I want to see it. Uh, a well, group perjury of, is a charge. Of congressmen or senators go to the White House today to get briefed, but only Republicans. Yeah, yes, uh, you had uh, Republicans go to the White House to be uh, briefed on the everything going on. Yes, without Democrats. But I mean, honestly, do you really trust anything coming from the White House? No. So I mean, they're they're plotting their lies right now, right? So that when they go to brief everybody they like, can make sure they've got their lies straight right yeah they got their stories straight that's all they did it wasn't really a briefing uh yeah. but uh it's a sad state of affairs that we actually think that i mean it's, well, it's what they do yeah. it's how they've operated for three years now absolutely i don't disagree and but our thoughts are, are founded there is a, there is a sad. ray of hope though in all this and uh, that is jen perlman our guest coming up she wants to change everything. She's tired of uh, watching all of this like we are, so she's actually doing something about it. God bless her. Yeah. God bless her. Are you saying we aren't uh, doing anything and we suck at it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, what are you uh, trying to imply here, I'm not sir? saying that. I'm saying uh, other people might not be. I think all of Americans are doing something about it, whether you're at a protest or you're arguing with idiots on Facebook or you're doing a, a radio show that three people listen to. You are doing something. Hey, right? we have more than three listeners. Oh, yeah. There's like six or seven now. You're right. <laughs> He's just being facetious. No, actually, a lot of people listen to this show. We do appreciate you. Like 100,000 people you. an episode. So thank you. I don't want to undersell that because what if there's potential sponsors or something? You know, Killing it. Okay, we'll be right back on It's News to Us with Jen Perlman running for uh, Florida House 23rd District. Uh, don't go anywhere. Vote or die.
die. It's news to us. Election 2020 coverage continues. It's news to us live on Adobe Radio. Back with our guest, Jen Perlman. She is uh, joining us on the phone and running uh, for House 23rd District in Florida as a Democratic uh, nominee. How are you? With the primary coming up in August, right? Yep. Um, hi. Um, thank you for having me on your show. I am good. And um, our primary is August 18th. August 18th. Okay. August 18th. That is going to be here pretty fast. How's your campaign going? You know, it, we're actually doing really well. And we were just starting to get our ground game going with canvassing and everything when COVID sort of hit. But we have quite a good phone operation going and a really good social media game. So I think we're doing okay. You know, it's, it's hard to know. This is sort of an unprecedented um, campaign situation, especially for us grassroots campaigns. Oh, yeah, I know for sure. It, it really has to be hard. We've talked to a lot of candidates who are just having to adapt, do the online stuff, the Zoom uh meetings and uh and town halls but uh, you so you we were just last segment we were talking about how we're just really frustrated with everything happening in the country right now and we think that it's really cool that people like you are actually doing something about it so what is making you uh want to put yourself out there you know really it was about it was about the timing of it all i my background is in journalism and marketing and law and I've always been very involved politically. I've always been interested in policy. So the subject matter was very, it was a very organic thing for me. I, I a lot of people have told me I should run for office over the years. Uh, and really it was just down to the timing of it. I was asked to do this by somebody from the progressive caucus. And I really looked at 2018 and saw there was an opportunity where non-corporatists were able to break through. And, and that was something that was always a huge holdup for me because I can't be bought. And that is not usually a place, there's not usually a place for someone like that in politics. And so 2018 was kind of a game changer. And plus my oldest one is now in college. So I just, I had more time on my hands. So it was really a timing factor for now. Okay. Well, very cool. Thanks for putting yourself out there and doing it. Now, when you say that you can't be bought, is this because, I mean, you, you have a pretty successful situation going on. You're an attorney yourself, which is awesome. You're married to a doctor. Is that part of the reason why you can't be bought or uh, with some financial security? Um, I'd like to think that I wouldn't be able to be bought anyway. But, you know, the reality is, is that I, it isn't a career for me. I really see it as a term of service. That's what it's supposed to be. The fact that it has a, a nice salary, yeah, that's nice and everything, but that's really not the point, and it shouldn't be the point. And I, I am fortunate. I am I'm in a situation where I don't have to worry about that, um, and so I'm able to do this, and I want to create a situation where anybody could do this. I support publicly financed elections. So this shouldn't be something that, that you would have to be privileged in order to be able to do. It shouldn't be that way. And and that's a that's a, one of my big underlying issues is just getting more pre- people participating in the system, but you can't do it right now because it's too corporate. So I'm just someone that I'm hoping to be able to break through and get the corporate money out and at least set like shift the paradigm, shift the discussion a little bit. Yeah, it's really cool to see these grassroots candidates like yourself come up and, and take on the corporate money. It's refreshing, and we really need it. I mean, uh, I don't think the typical voter realizes how much influence corporations have over their lives and their best interests. How are you communicating that to people you're talking to? 
that's pretty much our standard. That's the underlying theme of our campaign is essentially to get the big money out. And we tie it into everything because it is connected to everything. You know, when people want to know, why don't I have the same health care that my representative has? Well, your representative takes money from private insurance companies and big pharma and they fight against you having their same insurance. Why isn't marijuana legal? Well, your representative takes money from the tobacco or the alcohol industry. And so they're not interested in legalizing marijuana. And when we draw the lines, we actually draw the lines for people as to you want this. This is what most people want healthcare. Why aren't we getting it? This is why we're not getting it. And it's, and it's, it's almost like you could draw a line straight across um, from the issue to where they're getting their money from. That's how blatant it is right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, that makes sense to me. So why don't we get to know you a little bit uh, before we jump into some of your policy issues? Because um, we usually like to do that. We kind of jumped into some of the nitty-gritty sure. stuff beforehand. But um, uh, what? so I know you probably like are, are extremely busy with the campaign and you work as an attorney as well. But what's the last show that you binge-watched? Oh, the last show that I binge-watched... I think season uh, the most recent season of The Crown, uh, season three of The Crown was oh, the last yeah. thing that I really just sat and watched the whole series. I hear good things. Is that uh, you must like it? I uh, I need to watch. I love it. I love it. I love it. And and I'm not. I wasn't like a Downton Abbey person. I'm not usually like I. I generally don't. Um, find, like I didn't watch the British version of The Office. I don't. You know, that's not my thing. But I love. I love The Crown. I think it's awesome. So that's that's the last thing I binge watched. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, what kind of music do you like? Uh, I'm pretty classic rock. But I appreciate, you know, I love art and music. I love art and music and dance. And I see, and I, and I just appreciate different forms. So I can like anything from like disco to country. Uh, I don't like angry sounding music, but I'm pretty flexible. And my, my son is a classical pianist. So we have a lot of classical music here as well. What, what was the last concert you attended? What was the last concert I attended? I want to say, oh my God, I'm going to have to ask. I think it might have been, I've been to so many concerts. I can't even remember the last concert. I want to say I've seen Dolly Parton maybe, or it could have been Jackson Brown, or it could have, it's been a while since I've been, um, I don't, I can't remember. It's been like a year and a half plus since I've been to a concert and they all kind of blend together. It might've been a uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac was retour- was touring recently. Um, I, I, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I, my whole life oh. is campaign right now. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty broad uh, list of shows you've seen though. Really? Oh, I've seen a lot of different concerts. I've seen my very first concert was Bob Dylan and I was like two and I had big headphones on to protect my ears. And I was like in the front row with my parents. Oh, that's so cool. What what were you listening to as a, as a teenager? Eighties mostly. And then after I graduated from high school, that's when I started getting into like more classic rock, really good music stuff from like seventies and, and sixties and really starting to learn about, um, like the Beatles and just really, I mean, I'd always heard the music, but when I was in high school, I liked what everyone else liked. And then after that, I started really getting into things like the who and Zeppelin and, um, just 
I don't, I don't know. I do like Fleetwood Mac. I think I could argue that Rumors is probably one of the most singly complete, perfect albums ever. Oh yeah, it is. It, Zeppelin has a lot of good ones too. Like Zeppelin one. Yes, and I would go with. Uh, and I would go with. Um, I would go with Houses of the Holy. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all good though. I mean, I don't think there's one yeah. bad Zeppelin album, is there? I don't think so. No, no, they're all good. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so you're you're in Florida, obviously, uh, and uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about COVID nineteen because it's just a, a hot spot over there. Beaches are closing for the Fourth of July because people are being idiots. Uh, how do you get people to wear masks? I don't know. I I don't know what it'll take to get. The, I wear one. I you know I hope to set a good example, but I don't know what it will take to get the people to wear the masks. It's almost like. It's almost Darwin's way of things of thinning out the herd, I guess. It's that's, sort of that's forcing. sort of how how I feel. I mean, it's almost like I hate to say, it, but the problem taking care of itself. I, I don't want people yeah. to get sick, but like if you're going to be willfully ignorant when you have this information presented to you, but it's almost like a bigger problem though because we have science being rejected in this country, and I don't know is that something that is ever going to. Uh, are we ever going to be able to communicate in terms of science anymore as it's become so politicized? How do you even approach these topics? Yeah, that one's complicated. And I don't know how familiar you are with like, um, do you know who Christopher Hitchens, are you familiar with Hitch? No. At all? Okay. So Christopher Hitchens is, I have a big, I have a picture of him in my, in my office and it's somebody that's inspiring me. And one of his things was he was a staunch atheist and was very much into reason and science. He was one of the four horsemen, um, of atheist horsemen, like it's Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens and Daniel Dennett. Right. And so it was all about reason and all about science. And so I am a firm believer in that. And I, to me, it goes to when I see people that want to do prayer in schools, that bothers me immensely. Um, schools that want to teach creationism as if somehow that's a plausible theory, just like evolution. There's a lot of that. And, and it really seeps out into our whole society in terms of like, we, we allow things to be opinions that aren't opinions. And we do it in the name of political correctness and acceptance and tolerance. So I have to be tolerant of someone who wants to teach creationism in school when that's not a fact, when we have scientific evidence. So we've gone too far. The pendulum has swung too far into over tolerance for things that are non, that are, that are non, that are opinions and not facts. It's so hard. to. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. Well, how do you, how do we, how do we swing the, uh, swing the pendulum the other way? So I, I agree. We've gone so far to where we want to accept everyone and, and, you know, listen to what they're saying. But how do we swing the other way where we we stand for what's right or we stand for for fact? I mean, that's basically what I'm trying to do with what I'm doing, because, I mean, it's going to take enough people like me to be willing to be outwardly somebody that believes in science and reason over things like religion and emotion in terms of creating policy. And we have a whole problem, whether it's um, in education, whether it's just in general, how we give tax breaks to churches that are profiting off of, you know, it's how we prioritize religion in terms of over education and reason. And that's a big problem. And then when you start talking about it, they play the persecution card like, oh, you're being intolerant and freedom of religion and, and, and this stuff. And there just needs to be more of us than there are of them. 
I mean, and that's what we're trying to do. I'm all for people like, you know, worshiping whatever they want. But there's also something that says separation of church and state. And how come that's ignored all the time? That's like the biggest. I mean. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the biggest problem is, is that you've got fundamentalist religious organizations that have co-opted. Um, parts of our leadership. And certainly, I mean, I see it, that I definitely do tend to see more on the, on the Republican side of the aisle, but you know, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's, they, those are the groups that have the money and they pay for these types of policies. They pay to have um, religious fundamentalist jurists appointed to the federal judiciary with lifetime appointments. I mean, president Trump has made over like a hundred federal judicial appointments. They're lifetime appointments. That's the biggest that, damage right there. Like all this nonsense with this lying and corruption that that's going to yeah. go away in the next, whenever the hell he's gone. I mean, there's gonna be repercussions obviously, but the judges, that is really scary. Yeah. And, and Mitch McConnell is it, steamrolling is. these judges through instead of passing legislation uh-huh. that would help us. I mean, the whole, yeah. the whole system is just so when I, when we look at it uh, on the show and, you know, and uh, personally, I I just get so much despair how are you like, how are you having hope right now? Actually, what's funny about it is not funny, haha, but you know, we're right now, I, I always thought, you know, it would be really hard to campaign in Florida in the summer. It's really hot out like canvassing. That'd be really hot. And yet it never occurred to me that I would be doing it in a financial depression, race war pandemic. So, <laughs> you know, like it couldn't almost get any more difficult and rock bottom. But then the upside is the opportunities are immense. I feel like as somebody who is progressive, that we have such an opportunity right now with the way things are to own the narrative and really take control of the narrative. You know, I've been saying we need Medicare for all for years. Well, now everybody's starting to really get that it isn't a good idea for us to have health care tied to employment. You know, so now that we have all these newly unemployed people, that's just more people that now don't have health care during a pandemic. We don't have paid sick leave in this country, which if we did, then a lot of the people would have been home and we would have been able to contain things a lot better. So this this situation presents an opportunity to really own the narrative and shine a light on the stuff that we're trying to accomplish and almost build it from the ground up. Because whether it's universal basic income, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, people are hungry for solutions. And now you have more people that are, it's sort of like the curtain was ripped down and everybody can see. And I, I for that, I am appreciative of Donald Trump. I actually am. Now, I mean, there's still a lot of money involved in politics. And, and I agree with most of what you're, you stand for. But how do you fight all this dark money and all the, this corruption in our political system right now. Cause I, for one, I I'm losing faith in, in politics and, and getting out. Yeah. I, I have too. you know, in 2016, after the DNC shenanigans, I actually then exited and was, um, I was done with the Democrats. I was done. I'm like, this is ridiculous. What do they stand for? When I started as a Democrat, this was sort of the labor party, the environment party, the anti-war party. We were the, we were the left figuratively. Like that was where we were. And now what we have are two corporate owned parties and there is no more labor party. And so the way that I see it is right now, you've got a lot of people talking about, Oh, third parties. And what can we do? How about we even just get a second? See, because until we have an actual labor party, we are working with one party. And that is actually fascism. 
And that is the problem. Now, they can blame Trump for all of it, but that doesn't change the fact that both parties are corporate owned. And that is the root of the problem. So the way that I fight it is I I run for office um, with a whole class of other people that are non-corporatists. And we try to get the money out. And it takes a while. We chip away at the system. We went from 9 to 40, from 16 to 18. We went to like 40 non-corporatists. We just got Jamal Bowman in and got rid of Elliot Engel, which is a huge score. Um, you know, like we're just chipping away. And, and eventually there will be more of us than them. And the beauty of it is, is that most of them are old and dying off anyway. As far as the voting block, it's just the reality. And the young people are not having it. So I, I feel somewhat inspired. I have a lot of young people on my campaign. They're very excited about um, really getting getting going, especially with the climate crisis. A lot of them are very big climate activists. And so I draw from that a lot in terms of the energy. But now the first few years of me and a handful of people, you know, getting in isn't going to be all of a sudden we get Medicare for all. No, but that gives us a platform and a voice to be talking about these issues and harping on these issues and helping other candidates join us. So we build the coalition and that's really all I got. You know, it's really all I can do. Well, thank you. I mean, you're doing more than most. And, uh, we, uh, we thank you for doing what you're doing. I mean, you're, it's important to be out there and actually supporting causes and issues that are in all of our best interest because we're all sick of it in this country. Yeah. Um, the, the young people are, tending to uh, rise to, and, and as they are growing up, realizing these issues that are affecting their lives in a negative way are, are just really important to pay attention to. And then you see like these, like Matt Gates uh, still, there's going to be conservative, uh, conservative assholes at least all the time. Uh, um, I just really hope that there's more of us than them moving forward. I mean, that, that, we just have to keep fighting. I, I don't know. And get people. There are, there are more of us than there are of them. It's just a matter of the people that are us actually getting off their asses and going and voting and doing things. But there are more of us. I mean, when you look at numbers, you know, most people support single payer health care. Most people support the legalization of marijuana. Most people support things like that, but they're not happening. And they're not happening because our representatives have been co-opted. Right. So in theory, if we could get the corporate money out, then you would generally have people without a profit motive that would be representing their constituents. And most people do want progress. So for the, I mean, and I am somewhat optimistic about that. Uh, the, when I talk to people by and large, they are reasonable and want progress. And I think that's, that's the best scenario. And they, tr- the people at the top try everything to keep us divided, whether it's the red, blue color war, whether it's labels like, oh, you're a socialist. Oh, you're a this, you're that, like all the labels, all the othering just keeps us fighting. But when you actually talk to people about the issues, you'd be amazed at how we're on the same page. You really would. Republicans with every, I mean, it's, it's very interesting how we're being kept divided. It is, isn't it? And I, I blame, Facebook and I blame Fox News and all these media companies. I actually mostly Facebook and Fox News. I feel like are the biggest dividers in this country. I, I, I do you think what's the solution to those those two issues, those two behemoth companies and institutions? Yeah. How do we even address that? Well, look, I mean, this is this all goes back to Bill Clinton Telecommunications Act in 96, 
which essentially has caused us to be where 90% of our media are, is owned by six for-profit companies. And that should scare people infinitely more than a lot of the things that they concern themselves with because the people that control the information is that's a scary concept if yeah. you you know when you think about it and that is something that i i push all the time I, obviously i am a big supporter of alternative media i don't get my news from cnn or msnbc or fox so you know i i try to encourage other people to look to other sources but you know ultimately when i look at something like facebook you know that's where it's crossing over into it's a public utility and it's going to it needs to be either broken up or regulated as a utility and i actually am feeling like that about amazon too we're getting to the point where the monopoly and the the control is um is just beyond where it needs to be and if it's going to be act like a public utility then it needs to be regulated like a public utility we're almost out of time we appreciate you so much for taking all this time with us uh before we let you go where do you get your news Um, Oh, God, I have a lot of source lists, but I would start with I watch things like um, I'll watch Rising. I'll watch Secular Talk. I watch Rational National. I watch The Humanist Report. And those are the type of people that I find out what's going on. And then I will dig deeper. And I actually have I can't even begin to get into it. I actually have a four page source list of people that I have vetted. So, like, for example, if something comes up about Syria, I'm going to go look up what Eva Bartlett had to say about it. Like I just different journalists that I know are not for profit. Um, the, uh, the gray zone, which is, uh, Max Blumenthal, Aaron Maté and Ben Norton. That's, that's real journalism right there. So there are real journalists. They're just not on your mainstream TV. Thank you for answering that question. I, and, uh, I didn't even mean to accidentally do that, but that was asked to Sarah Palin at one point, and she couldn't ask that. She couldn't answer the question, and that was very embarrassing for her. Uh, but oh, yeah. what, where she gets her news? Yeah, what, didn't, what was that? It wasn't in the question. I don't know. It was just really funny what happened there. Yeah, no, it was what newspapers does she read? She couldn't name one. Yeah, uh, yeah that was yeah, bad. Like that, that was the Katie Couric interview. Right, it all went right. wrong from there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gen Twenty Twenty is the website so far. Uh, Two hundred forty-six thousand yeah. dollars raised. And if you want to help this campaign, these uh, these local elections matter. They really do. And I know this is a uh, maybe you're not in Florida. We have listeners all across the United States and even in the parts of the world. So if you agree with this message, go to Gen2020.com and uh, and be a part of this, because just uh, by uh, by throwing a, a few dollars into the campaign, you're actually helping out the greater good and. Even if you wanted to help out in other ways, I'm sure there's inf- there's ways to volunteer, right? Oh, yeah. If somebody wants to, we, we need phone bankers and it's easy and it's user friendly and it can be done. We have phone, we have a phone banker in Spain. So like we, wow. you could phone bank from anywhere for us and you sign up at gen2020.com and we need people to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at genfl23. You know, the more people follow, like, share, that all helps. Well, thank you so much, and good luck. We'll, we'll keep an eye on your campaign. We hope to have you on again after you win the primary uh, in a couple months here. Actually, like next Absolutely. month. Absolutely. It's coming up fast, so good luck to you. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. All right, bye. Bye. Jen Perlman. Uh, okay, we'll be right back. Anything else, Jason? Final thoughts. <clears throat> I liked how Jen answered every question. She didn't do like the politician shuffle. She was cool. 
Yeah, she was actually direct with her answers. Answered, you know, like you ask a politician, uh, you know, uh, 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 an established politician, and you ask them a direct question, and they sidestep it and they don't answer it directly. Like she, she just answered it right. You know, She's a straight soon. shooter. Yeah, straight shooter, straight, straight talker. We'll I appreciated right. that. Yeah, good point. We'll be right back. News to us, news to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Before we go tonight, um, today, whenever the hell you're listening, do you guys want to do a quick round of Trump verbatim theater? We tried this a couple weeks ago when I think Katie wasn't here, but uh, it's where we read a an actual Trump quote, and uh, it's it's weird how much even more he does not make sense when you actually see the text and then read it out loud like a normal person would. No, I was actually going to tell you that you should start doing this more because it actually sounds really funny over the radio. Oh, okay. You like this. Okay. <laughs> so we, so in uh we have two parts here, uh, Sean Hannity and Donald Trump. Uh, would you guys like to uh, pick what part you want to play? I'll be the toe. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll be Trump. Okay. Here we go. News to us presents a real transcript of something Bunker Boy said. This is Trump Verbatim Theater. Jason, uh, this is your stage director. Uh, Sean Hannity walks in. If you hear in 131 days from now, at some point in the night or early morning, we can now project Donald J. Trump has been reelected the of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> then he threw up all over his lap. <laughs> What's at stake in this election as you compare and contrast? And what are your top priority items for a second term? And now here's Katie. Compare and contrast. Now here's Katie as Trump answering the question. This is an actual quote. Well, one of the things that will be really great, you know, the word experience is still good. What? I always say talent is more important than experience. I've always said that. <laughs> but the word experience is a very important word. Oh, what's important? It's a very important meaning. <laughs> I never did this before. I never slept over in Washington. What does that mean? I was in Washington, I think, 17 times. All of a sudden, I'm the president of the United States. You know the story. I'm riding down Pennsylvania Avenue with our first lady, and I say, this is great. But I didn't know very many people in Washington. It wasn't my thing. (laughs) I was from Manhattan, from New York. Now I know everybody. And I have great people in the administration. (laughs) Yeah, great people. You make (laughs) some mistakes. Like, you know, an idiot like Bolton, all he wanted to do was drop bombs on everybody. (laughs) You don't have to drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to kill people. Okay, so that is Donald Trump's plan for a second term. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sounds like a great plan. You don't have to kill people. You don't have to Clear kill people. Size. Russia will do that for you. 
Yeah, you don't you don't have to do it, but you you can step aside and turn the the other cheek. <laughs> yeah, you can pretend like it's not happening. Right. What the hell? That's that, exactly what he meant by that statement. Now that we say it out loud. <laughs> Probably. Oh. <laughs> Oh my! So that that is uh, if you uh, fill in if you if you uh, circle in the little bubble, color that in when you're voting in November for uh, Donald Trump. That's what you can expect for a second term. Uh, that, he just laid it out there. I mean, it, it, stop listening I, to our show. He he, he might uh, he might roll down Pennsylvania Avenue and think uh, this is great. I don't have to bomb you, <laughs> and you don't have to kill people. But you, I don't have to kill you. I'll just wait for something else to do it. Why does he always have to talk to about killing people? <laughs> I don't know. It's Last campaign it was people. if I shot someone on Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. I'd get away with it. Yeah. What it, the fuck? He's and a, everybody else is stupid, and it's always everybody else's fault. I hired the very best people. Six months later, they're all. He stupid. was a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing, but I have a new guy. He's the best, the very best. I'm glad that we're able to laugh at how horrifying all this is. It's horrifying. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but anyways, we'll we'll be back uh, next time. We'll have another. Wear a mask. Wear uh, your fucking mask. Wear and vote. A, damn it. Vote dot org. Go to vote dot org and see your voter registration. And make sure that uh, they're doing a uh, purging of voter registration rolls in a lot of states. It just kind of almost, it seems arbitrarily. So check your registration, make sure it's up to date, make sure it's your current address. All that vote.org is a great place to go. Um, and we're actually uh, being responsible and booking ahead now. So I can tell you next week we'll have another uh, person running for office. Ava Putsova is going to join us. So. The coverage Ooh. continues for election 2020. Dun, dun, dun. As we lead up to our big election show, whether or not it's in our own quarantine or remote was yet to be seen. Probably will be based on everything so far. Uh, Dude, we'll be so drunk by the time the night's over. Yes, either remotely, uh, but hopefully in person. <laughs> will uh, be a good time. Well, if we're... I can't be drunk if uh, we're in person, so it might have to be remote. Well, no, you'll have to be at our house, Eddie, because I'm allergic to the cat. Okay. Yeah. However we have to do it, we'll do it. Okay. All right. Uh, We will uh, see you next time. Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Thanks, Tim Apple. I'm going to wear shorts tomorrow. I love Tim Apple. Great guy. <laughs>